What's going on, everybody, and welcome back to Episode 7 of Hit the Books, the premier show here to deliver all the sports you could ask for, including our in-depth analysis of each and every game, each and every week of the NFL. This week, we're ready to tackle Week 5 of the NFL. We had a good Week 4 with our picks, so I hope you tailed through our various social media accounts. We're almost at the 25% point of the NFL season, and you must cherish these games more and more each week, because one day there'll be no more football, and we at Hit the Books will be very, very sad when that day comes. Alongside our wonderful NFL season, we have the MLB playoffs just around the corner, arriving on the scene here as today is the last day of the regular season. More college football on the horizon as well. Lots to unwrap today in our recap. So let's introduce my co-host and this week's guest, the Hit the Books crew, starting off with Huff. Huff, what do you got going on for me, buddy? Lots to unravel this week, like I said. Take it away, what's happening? Yeah, what's going on, guys? Happy to be back. Uh, looking to talk some Week Five of the NFL. Uh, like you said, MLB playoffs are getting going this weekend as we got Wild Card Weekend starting tomorrow. Uh, first game being Tampa Bay and Cleveland. So, or uh, Friday, sorry, but definitely going to be excited to get watching with some uh, playoff baseball, and then going to carry on into the NFL Sunday. So, have a big weekend of sports ahead of us. We got Thursday night football tomorrow. So, like you said, lots to talk about. I'll hand things off over to Mackie, see what he's been up to, and uh, we can get rolling here. Yeah, so we got uh, playoff baseball coming up. The only time baseball is really interesting, in my opinion. Um, so we'll get some plays out for that, definitely. Uh, yeah, just another week in football. I, me, personally, I had another winning week this week, up um, just under 10 units. So let's keep that going. Humble brag, just another winning week. Just, just, just a little subtle. It's, it's a little subtle, but, you know, you got to put it out there. Yeah, absolutely. You gotta ba- you gotta brag about that. You don't hear me talking about my record in units, so, so I'm glad someone can. Good stuff. Good stuff. I'm excited. Lots to look forward to. Ace, you're up next, buddy. What's happening? Lot to hear from you, I think. And you brought in a guest for us this week. What do you got? Oh yeah, just uh, got a guest for us this week. Uh, just one of our biggest tailors, I think, of all of our plays. So if you want to get on our pod, definitely uh, tap in and join the boys on all the socials. Like Jesse said, um, yeah, ended off week four with a great team play, cashing that Debo anytime touchdown. So definitely looking forward to get rolling this uh this week in the prime time. Kind of a snoozer after last week's uh exciting prime time games. I know on Thursday, Sunday, and Monday we got we got blessed with some good games by the schedule makers. So uh looking looking forward to this week. Got a lot of plays that'll be coming your way. So like Jesse uh, mentioned earlier, got my friend a beak here. Um Coming out of New Jersey, another WVU guy, but very different insight than a lot of us uh, former Giants fan following Brady nowadays. So, uh, yeah, I mean, Abik, what do you got for us? Hey guys, nothing much. Happy to be on. Looking forward to talking some football. Absolutely, Abik. Happy to have you. Thanks for coming on this week. Like we said, the MLB postseason is right around the corner here this weekend. Mackie, take it away. What do you got for us in the MLB? Yeah, we got some series prices here. This is uh, from DraftKings, so obviously we'll go, you guys can uh, shop some books, but these are the odds for DraftKings. We got the Mets are minus 175 to win the series against the Padres, Padres being plus 145. Cardinals are minus 135, Phillies plus 115. Blue Jays are minus 170, the Mariners are plus 140. And then the Guardians are minus 130 with the Rays being plus 110. So there's some, there's some close lines here. 
All right, so hearing some of those prices, like you said, I'm looking on FanDuel, so I have a little bit different, but um, like you said, Tampa Bay and Cleveland, uh, I don't know which way you guys are leaning on that one. I'm kind of liking the Rays in this spot to win this. Uh, now that I know it's a best-of-three series, I do like the Rays. Uh, I saw tomorrow, or the first game, it's McClanahan and Bieber. Um, I know McClanahan hasn't really been an ace that or the top of his game as of late, but uh, I was kind of riding the Rays towards the end of the season. I was just kind of riding a lot of those teams that were making a wild card push, and it was making me a good bit of uh, money. And the Rays were one of those teams, and uh, I like them in this spot. I think they get the win in game one now that this is a series, like we've been saying, uh, not single elimination anymore. But um, I'm going to take the Rays. I got them at plus 102. Mackie, I don't remember the price that you said. What is it similar? Plus 110, so you're better off on DraftKings. Okay, so I do like the I do like the Rays in that spot. Um, not love it, but I like the Rays. Uh, next one, I go. I like the uh, Blue Jays in this spot. I think they have the better team. I think this Mariners team is so young. Uh, I think it'll take them another couple years before they get things rolling. Uh, next, when we go to New York, where I like Mackey's Mets, I got a minus one ninety five. I think you said minus one seventy five. Yeah. Um, but. I do like the Mets in this spot over a young Padres team that I think has uh, another couple years before they get, obviously they get Tatis back next year after the long suspension. Um, but I like the Mets here. Uh, and then the last one, I kind of already alluded to it. I do like the Cardinals against Philadelphia. I think getting them at minus 120 to win this series. Uh, I think they go 2-0 in this series. I don't think they have too much of an issue with Philly. No, I mean, the bats, if they're going for Philadelphia, you got Schwarber, you got Reese Hoskins. I mean, they bomb that lineup can you know what i mean score nine runs a game plus uh, i think st louis is gonna have to play a pretty strong game with wainwright going in game one uh, i think if st louis gets a job done in the first game i like them to close it up in two but no Huff, back to your point about the about, about the cardinals off i'm high on them too for that storybook ending for yachty and Pujols. that phillies team in a three-game series that was such a powerhouse so much better pitching on that side I don't know. I'm going to stay away from that one on the book. But two, I do like. I really like the Rays that you mentioned earlier. That playoff experience against an inexperienced Guardians team who I think is just happy to get there. Um, yeah, give me the Rays there. You think that X-Factor Randy Rosarina is going to show up when it matters. He does it all the time. Um, I'll take the Rays there. Another one you are talking about, that Padres-Mets series is going to be crazy because the Padres went all in. I know you have no Tatis, but the Mets, on the other hand, have all that pitching. So... I'm going to ride with the pitching because that's what wins games, but don't be surprised if that game, that series comes down to the wire. Um, yeah, that's all I got on those series, but just my two cents. I, um, I'm i going to fade you guys on that race pick. I think this Guardians team, especially towards the end of the season, has gotten incredibly hot. They were 21-4 in their last 20, 25 games um, less than a week ago. So, I mean, going into the playoffs like that, I mean, they are a new team. They're not they, – they, uh, they probably didn't – expect this coming into the season even though that division's pretty weak they ended up winning what 90 games and winning that division but um i don't know i don't think this race team is that good i don't think they have the bats at all i think i mean you have tyler glass now back i guess but who's to say he's going to come back and play at an mvp level like he once had obviously you have mcclanahan but i don't know i think this cleveland team has a lot to offer i think they can get past this wild card round at least talking about the mets i'm uh i'm definitely more on the aces side with this i think the mets Obviously, I think are the better team this year, but they struggled with this Padres team earlier in the season, and they obviously haven't been playing their best baseball. They just blew a blew the division. Um, a lot of it, it's just a lot of, of really disappointing at being a Mets fan 
getting swept by the Braves. They just lost everything with that series. And I think uh, they're down in the dumps right now. DeGrom and Scherzer just got beat. Bassett got beat, too. So I think the confidence is at, like, a bare minimum right now. Hopefully we can get out of this series, but definitely wouldn't take take them at minus 175. S- I'll tell you that. I want to cut in here real quick because I want your opinion on this. Have you seen the Braves mask or its Twitter account today? No, I, I didn't. I don't think so. <laughs> dude, dude, I don't know why I keep getting them in my, like, for you or suggested tweets, but some of them are so funny. Dude, you need to look it up. Dude, they they have every right to chirp us. We had the division in our It's all in our hands. chirps about the Mets. I'm about to we look have, it up now. Finish up th- your take on the next series. I'll let you know some of the funny ones that I found. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm with you on the Cardinals as well. I think they get it done against the Phillies team. That I mean, Bryce Harper's back, but he's really not doing that much. I think he's underperformed since he's been back. Um, hey, Abit. And then Abit, didn't you have a stat about the Phillies cards? Yeah. So I was. My friend actually told me this. He's a Phillies fan. He went to West Virginia as well. But um, every time the the economy is on the urge of a recession, the the Philadelphia based team has won the World Series. So it's happened four times. 1929, the Athletics won the World Series. 1980, the Phillies won the World Series. 2008, the Phillies also won the World Series, and now this year, the Phillies have a chance as well. That's a that's a really funny stat, but I don't think this Phillies team is winning a fucking World Series this year. Excuse my language. What a stat! Though. That is crazy. <laughs> that's insane. I do like the value on the Phillies at plus. I really, it's more of a betting with my heart on those Cardinals, but that Phillies team is good. I don't know. Definitely I don't really think they're that good, that's, dude. That's, that's... Phillies plus uh, 3,000 to win the World Series right now. Yeah, I think they squeaked by because the Brewers. And Goldschmidt. Yeah, I don't know. that, that Dude, that Cardinals team is, is really good, I think. Yeah, I like I, I had a few of those guys in fantasy this year. I had Goldschmidt, obviously a big one. I picked up that guy Lars Newbar, who's been like a nice little. He's been a beast to the top of that lineup. Yeah, they they got him. They have the rest of the bats you already know about, and then Wainwright. He's old. He's veteran, experienced. I mean, he's been there before. Uh, who's who's gonna go game two for them? Is it Miles? Mikulas? Maybe Flaherty. I could be. It's probably Mikolas actually. Yeah, I mean that's not. They're not who bad, in game one. No, Wainwright will go game one. Wainwright's game one, then, yeah, they'll probably go... They'll I would go, go Flaherty game two. You would go Flaherty? I, I don't know. I feel like Miklos is definitely their second guy. It depends how game one either and game one, two go. Either way, neither of those guys poses fear into your lineup. I feel like the uh, Phillies have the edge in the pitching department. But, Mackie, yeah, I found this is the one I was talking about. This was a good one. It says baseball is a very simple game. You play 162 games and the Braves win the NL East and it's a video and then there's a mention of the video of the Braves. You know what the Braves game that really fast dude that gives people like a head start and then he chases yeah, them and yeah. basically wins the race. It's yeah. two icons and it's the Mets way out in front and it's the Braves <laughs> passing them up in the end. It was <laughs> They're social media guys on top right now. Listen man, they have every right they're doing a good job at social media too. <laughs> it was, I was laughing. I was laughing my ass off at work. Abik, you want to give your two cents on these MLB uh, series, wildcard series? Sure. I mean, I I don't watch much baseball. I kind of just follow when the playoffs happen. But if I did pick some winners based off of what I've seen at least throughout the season, I probably would go with the Cardinals as well for the Cinderella story. 
I don't like the Mets being that juiced, so I would take the Padres, but I wouldn't be surprised if the Mets won it based off the pitching. The Guardians and Rays, I don't know. That goes that could go both ways, honestly. I would go with the Rays, though. And then that Blue Jays and Mariners uh, series, I agree with both of you guys. I would probably take the Jays because they got more experience than the Mariners. Love it. No complaints. I think the there. I think the Jays win, but I would love to see the Mariners win, to be honest. I would too. I just I think they're too young. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but mm, that's a tough call. You don't think the Blue Jays? And Castillo, are all like I'm not. I know he's had a good. Blue Jays career, have experience. Just... Blue, Blue Jays have been here before. Yeah, not not like winning experience though. They've been in the playoffs. They know that atmosphere. So, dude, you tell me a regular season game is anything like a uh, postseason MLB game. Yeah, just the Canadian baseball team in itself doesn't have as much of a home field advantage as I, I like. Um, but that that Rays Guardians series is a toss up. I'm leaning experience. The same same idea that you're doing with the Blue Jays. So both of neither of those four teams are none of those four teams are really the contenders. I think that that's what we're coming to a sense to. So those could flip flop either way. So I'd be watching your bets there. But uh, that Mets Padres series, be, that line you were talking about, was pretty juicy. I agree. Yeah, minus one seventy five. That's eh, I don't know. I think both of those teams are contenders if they get past this round. Yeah. The only thing is, yeah, they, they run, agree, whoever wins that. that series, whoever wins in that series, runs into the Dodgers the next round. So it's like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Are we gonna get Padres Dodgers like everybody's been wanting all year? You know, or don't the, the Mets gonna the Dodgers own the Padres? Oh yeah, I know. Dodgers own everybody though. I feel like. I don't know, dude. I'm being a Mets fan. That's like the one team I'm really not that scared of to run into. I'm a big Dodgers guy. You but, just like uh, yeah, that's my right? take on the series. Oh yeah, definitely. Best play, one of the best players in baseball. That whole team though, they Who? have so many superstars. How have you not like them, Mookie Betts? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, the rest, the rest of the team though. There's so many superstars. How can you not be a fan? Did he win MVP when you guys won the World Series? Did he? Thank. Forget. I have no idea, to be honest. What year? That was his last year that we won the World Series, though. So, was it? That's why he left. It was. It was so high. His stock was through the fucking roof. Oh, with the Sox. Started on the Red Sox, though. I'm just waiting for it to see what Chaim Bloom, whatever the fuck his name is. I'm waiting yeah. to see what he does in the offseason. But yeah, that's really all I got to say on these playoff teams. games. I don't really got too much else to say if we want yeah, to keep it rolling into some NFL. Let's get the fuck off baseball. <laughs> that's enough MLB for today. We've got the playoffs ahead. More on that later. Let's jump stay into some NFL. Stay tuned for the picks. Yeah, stay tuned for some picks coming out of the playoffs here for us. We will absolutely be having picks. No question about that one. Let's jump into some NFL. Week 5 is here. Super excited for Week 5. I, I'm so pumped for this week. Got lots of good trends. feel like all I saw this week in the trends world, though, was trends for unders. Um, this is our last week without bye weeks. So last full-fledged week of football, in my opinion. So let's jump right into our games this week. First up, the Thursday night football game, the Indianapolis Colts at the Denver Broncos. The Broncos are our favorite this week at 3.5 points. Their money line sitting at minus 168. And the over-under sitting at 42.5. I got some trends for this one. As the Broncos are 2-10 against the spread in their last 12 against AFC opponents. 
and the Colts are 10-2 straight up in their last 12 Thursday road games, as well as the under has hit nine straight Colts matchups. So what do we think here, this over-under sitting at 42.5? A lot of over-and-under sitting in 40s this week, the low 40s. What do we got? Ace, you want to start us with this one? Yeah, just like you alluded to, that, that primetime under has been coming in hot. With two underwhelming teams coming into this Thursday night matchup, I would expect it to roll under again. I know Mac is probably going to take that. He's been riding that streak for a while now. Um, yes, sir. But yeah, I think these are some of the teams that you've heard people say that they've been going to stay away from the rest of the season. The Colts in, in specifically. Without Jonathan Taylor, one of the most touted players coming into the season, I don't really see how they're going to get a ground game going. So that Denver defense can really drop back and cover the likes of Pittman, Moali Cox, and the rest of the gang against Matt Ryan, who's been underwhelming, even though his yardage toll is pretty high. Um, yeah, that's that's an underwhelming team. And then Russell Wilson on the other side, Huff's boy over there, hasn't been able to get much cooking. It's really looking like a Taco Bell more so than a Capitol Grill. So <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking that uh, it's going to be a low-scoring game from both sides. Eager to see how both teams fare without their lead dog at, in the backfield, though. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, this is definitely a game. I mean, both these teams shouldn't really be bet on, especially this Broncos team that's been pretty horrendous to start the season with the high hopes they had, obviously, bringing in Russell Wilson. Um, I guess, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ride the under again here. I don't see a lot of po- points being put up on the board. It's both above-average defenses, and um, two quarterbacks that just haven't been playing playing well at all. Their uh, offense is getting nothing going, so I, I assume this game goes under. Um, that's probably what I'm going to roll with here. Kind of with you on that. I think this is a trap game. Abik and I were talking before, uh, you know, we started recording here and he had a lot to say about a lot of trap games this week. I think this could possibly be one. Abik, you want to continue on that point? Yeah, sure. So, um, when I saw this line, my, the minus three plus three, I was like, Denver hasn't really looked impressive to me. We saw them against Seattle losing on Monday Night Football. They haven't looked on un- they've really looked very uninspiring all year. And for the amount of money they gave Russell Wilson and the draft capital they gave up, they gotta they gotta start, you know, producing um points and um offense. So I think this is the week that they could get on track. It's gonna I like the under as well. Both defenses probably will shut down each other uh, each other's offense. But if I had to take a winner here, it'd be the Broncos. But I don't think they'll cover, though. Yeah, Beak, so you're saying it's almost like a get-right game for the Broncos and Russell Wilson. One thing I would like to say, I know we'll have a play on this because everybody loves betting Thursday Night Football. Not sure if I'm taking a side. I do think the Broncos get right against the Matt Ryan squad, even though I've been a little high on the Colts this year. But I'm going to be looking at the props. Definitely a Russell Wilson passing prop without Javante Williams in the backfield. And uh, the old... Melvin Gordon and Mike Boone leading the charge. So, Hoff, what do you think about this game? Yeah, um, obviously, like you said, uh, Russ looking to get, obviously coming off a loss last week against the Raiders in the tough divisional game going to Vegas and losing that game. But uh, I think I'm kind of in agreement with both of you. I think, <clears throat> excuse me. I think this is a get-right game for the Broncos. Uh, come home this morning, I saw this spread at minus 3, minus 120, and now it's minus 3.5, minus 102. So, uh, you could probably buy the half point and get a right or get it to minus three for right around uh, like 122 or so. But um, I'm going to take the Broncos minus three in this game. I think Russell Wilson gets things back on track. 
I've been saying it all season. I'm going to sound like a broken record. He's my guy. I'm not going to fade him, especially when I'm betting on uh, a Jonathan Taylor-less Colts team. So I will take the Broncos minus three. Yes, Thursday night football. Lots to look forward to there. Look forward to a bet there from us. Let's move forward. Another London game coming in on Sunday, 9.30 a.m. here on the East Coast. We got the New York Giants at the Green Bay Packers. The Packers are our favorite at 7.5 points. The money line sitting at minus 335. And the over-under sitting at 40.5. Again, this is another London game. And the Giants are 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10. The favorite is 4-0-1 oh, in the last five matchups between these clubs. The under is 6-1 and one in the Giants' last seven games versus the NFC. And the under is 4-0 and oh in the Packers' last four versus the NFC. So lots and lots of under talk sitting very low there at 40.5. What do we got? Mackie, you want to start us off? Yeah, um, two, three, and one teams coming into this game. One of them we expected. One of them, obviously, we didn't. Um, the fraudulent Giants are probably going to get blown out in London. In my opinion, I think this is going to be a 20-point game. I think Aaron Rodgers goes to London and just ha- – he has to show the rest of the world uh, how good of a quarterback he is, you know. So, um, Daniel Jones is Daniel Jones. Obviously, Saquon Barkley will get his reps, will get his yards, but – Is Daniel Jones playing in this game? I think he's questionable. He had, they haven't said anything today. I might have not seen the injury report. But he is questionable. Yeah, I saw he was questionable. Yeah. Okay. He was he practiced today. He was just limited. Dude, I don't hate the Giants in this spot. I just I, kind of for the exact opposite thing that you said. I think this game means nothing to Rogers. Like the whole idea of going to London for this fucking game, play the Giants. Like I mean, yeah, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. He's going to prepare for it like he prepares for any other game. Um, but a young offense, I'd be int- I'm interested to see how this translates uh, to a game in London. I mean, I know that doesn't really change much other than the location, but. This Giants team, they've been pesky all season. I've been saying it. They're better than people think. I know their record is uh, better than most, to, if not everyone expected. Um, but I've seen a couple of people teasing the Giants up to like 10 and a half, 13 and a half. And I'm really in that. I'm sitting in that spot. I really like getting the Giants at some more points if Daniel Jones is playing. Yeah, um, I do like your idea there, Hoff, with the teaser. You know, I'm a big fan of those ever since you put me on this year. But um, yeah, I think, I think Mackey's right here. I think Aaron Rodgers has an explosive game this week and shows the quarterback he is. After being suffocated by the likes of Bill Belichick and that stifling Tampa Bay defense, he wants to get going and get those young guys involved. He's a few drops away from really having one of those big games. Excuse me. And I think that uh, he's really going to benefit from going up against the Giants this week. The Giants haven't been tested really all year, so they're finally going to get to meet their true match. Daniel Jones or not, I don't think he's an NFL caliber starting quarterback especially against the Packers defense, which is one of the top units in the league. Um, I like the Packers with the points here in the prime time. I know you said that Rodgers is uninterested in a London game. I definitely agree, but he looked uninterested last week at home, and he won an overtime against Bill Belichick. So going up against the Giants this week, I think he puts up over three tu- He puts up three touchdowns, and they find a few on the ground. I think they put up over 30, and uh, Giants don't get anything going against that, that I was I was, like ha- I was like half watching that Patriots-Packers game. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I assume you watched every play of that game. I think the Packers' defense maybe won them that game more than the offense did. If you, oh yeah, you're a football guy for sure. 
I agree. Whatever whatever team won that game was winning based on the defense alone. And they they shut down Brady. They shut down Bill Belichick. That's not saying much, especially with the backups. But you've seen them play Zappy. all year. That defense. I've been saying. I've been so calling many. for Zappy's name all year, and you've been saying it's gonna be Hoyer. I've been calling for Zappy. Mac and he Jones comes in. It was. It was Hoyer. I know, but Zappy came in. Yeah, he had to. Yeah, he looked good. Better than Hoyer. No, I'd no. rather him in there than Hoyer. I don't think he looked bad. No, I would rather Mac. I would rather Mac Jones in there than either of them because it's a one-dimensional offense that moves the ball three yards if it's in the air without him. Yeah, it's so. Yeah, but, that was me two years ago with Duck. We'll Hodge. talk about that when we get. To, we'll we'll talk about it when we get to that game. But uh, yeah, no, the Packers. I I love that defense. One of the best defenses in the league. The Packers. I I know I said the Vikings are going to win the division, but them and the Packers are on a collision course to meet for that later in the year. Um. Yeah, give me the Packers to blow them out this week, and you see Aaron Rodgers get right with those rookie wide receivers of his. Um, looking at the line, like you said, Packers minus eight. I still think the Packers win this, but I think it will be like by less than eight. I'd say like maybe like four or five. The Packers offense hasn't looked as explosive as it has in past years. Obviously, no Devontae Adams, but the run game has been carrying them throughout the season so far. Um, I'd expect them to score at least 20, 25 points this week against the Giants' defense. I'd look out for a Packers anytime defensive touchdown, regardless of who starts at quarterback on uh, Sunday for the Giants. That defense has been carrying them, and um, they've been really good and one of the more underrated defenses this year. Do we think this will be a more high-flying game than last week? Obviously, last week was probably the best London game that we've ever gotten, uh, with the final score being, what, 28-25 or 25-22, something like that? I see this as an under game. I'd say, like, a 20-10 to 10 or, like, a 23-7 to 7 type game. Okay. I'm going to say, I'll say 30 to 13. I was going to say. Maybe 13. So- that might hit the under too. What's this under? What's this under set at? Forty and a half. I got forty and a half as well. No, I don't. And I think Giants don't find the end zone. Isn't the Giants like isn't the Giants whole MO this year their defense? Pretty much. And Saquon's been doing well, but Outside of that, yeah, the defense well, has been two holding. stifling defenses. I mean, regardless, it's not a Gi- think- dude. Giants defense is not a stifling defense. I mean, they're they're not bad. They're better than what they've they're not, been. Yeah, I don't, they're not pushovers this year. I, I yeah, think the Packers still- smack them this week, but I don't think the Giants put up anything. That's my thought. I'd ride the I under know. here, probably. Yeah, I only like the Giants in a teaser. I don't love that seven and a half. I'd like them at like fourteen. Do you think that line moves if Daniel Jones is confirmed? It's, I, yeah, I think it's going to minus eight Packers. Like right now, it's minus one eighteen or minus one twelve on two apps I'm checking. So, I think they're anticipating him to play. I think if it'll only move think, if uh, so. he does. If he does, what, what is Daniel Jones going to do? Even if he plays against that defense, and they have the likes of a great linebacking core to shut down um, Saquon Barkley. They have like Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, uh, Devondre Campbell, Kenny Clark in the middle. They have those safeties and. The, the, the young cornerback group with Jair and Rasul. Giants have no I think even core either, so I don't I, expect them to pass the ball at all. But they have the, the linebacking linebacker speed to cover the lateral movement from Saquon. Correct, correct. 
Saw saw something. Kenny Galladay is not making the trip to London. Sprained MCL, so that's one less has, receiver the Giants have. Has he ever yeah. suited up for the Giants? He has, but he doesn't get the ball. No one looks at him because he sucks. Yeah, he's he's the biggest robber in the NFL this year, I think, with that salary. Lots of good stuff coming out of that London game. It's time to move into our 1 o'clock slate for Sunday. Our first game up is the Seattle Seahawks at the New Orleans Saints. The Saints are our favorite at minus 5.5. Their money line at minus 235 and the over-under at 45.5. No trends for me for this game, but lots of money in Seattle's favor as of Wednesday night here. Huff, you want to start us off? Yeah, um, I like the Saints minus 5.5 here. I do. I think they come home. I think a lot of people are riding high on the Seahawks right now after that high-scoring game against the Lions last week. I uh, just don't think the Seahawks team has played a defense up to the standards of this Saints team. Uh, coming at home, I think, a lot obviously off the tough loss by a field goal in uh, London off the double doink to maybe possibly tie it in the end. Uh, Saints coming home, like we said, a lot of injuries questionable, for, or a lot of guys questionable for the Saints. I'll be definitely looking at the injury report up until Sunday on this one. Um, but assuming, James, assuming I got Jameis in the lineup, I do like the Saints minus 5.5. I know they just sent Latavius Murray over to Denver uh, as Javante Williams tore his ACL, so it's looking like a Mark Ingram backfield back in uh, uh, New Orleans. But I like the Saints minus six here. Uh, maybe even get a little lower, but uh, I think a lot of people are going to be high on the Seahawks after the past. I mean, obviously this is uh, pending a lot of activity, you know, we have no idea if James is playing. We don't know yeah, if uh, absolutely. Thomas I'm is not, playing. I'm not taking that with Andy Dalton. I mean, no, that's what I was getting at. I don't think Andy Dalton's a. I mean, obviously it's a drop off from Jameis, but I don't. I think he can get it done. I think he's a backup he quarterback that can win a win a football game. Um, I just, I, don't, I mean, the Seahawks put up what like forty eight points last week. I don't think they're ever going to do that again. Uh, that's they, a, like I said, they haven't played a defense this good yet, so I think this is going to be their test to see how good that off. Yeah, I, mean, I think the, this. I think this spread might be a little high with a backup quarterback, and I'm not sure if it'll lower if. James is definitely out, but I think the Saints could get this done, definitely. I don't think the Seahawks team is very good at all. Yeah, I agree with you, Mackie. I've been so low on the Seahawks, and they keep burning me by winning games. I know that they went up against that number 32-ranked defense by the Lions in terms of points allowed, um, so that was a pretty easy walk in the park for the backup that is Geno Smith. I know he's the starter this year, but that's a backup quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> Andy, Andy Dalton's also a backup quarterback, so it'll be a battle of the backups. It really depends on how Kamara can play. But like like you guys said, um, Dalton looked pretty good in London last week. He he did his job. He did enough. I know he fumbled. That kind of that kind of fucked them in the first half. That screwed over their chance at winning the game, even though they had a chance right down to the wire against a good Vikings team. But yeah, I think like Huff said, that defense is way too good coming out of New Orleans. They're not going to be able to do much against them. I like the Saints here this week. Um, maybe by some points or take them in a money line parlay or look at a teaser with that uh, minus five and a half still high for a backup quarterback but yeah i like the saints to grab the win this week against seattle yeah like like you guys said seattle's not been anything good this year not nor that anybody was expecting them to be any good they just been pulling wins out of their butt for no reason they got a lucky one week one against russell wilson and um the saints defense is probably one of the best defenses they've played this year. The other one was the San Francisco 49ers in week two, and they got destroyed 26 to seven. So I'm not expecting them to do much against this uh, Saints defense. 
I'd say the Saints win, cover minus five and a half, and I'd say it would be like a 27 to 10 type game where Seattle doesn't get anything going. I'm looking forward to this DK Marshawn Lattimore matchup. As um, I yeah, we, think last, we could see a fight. Yes, I DK would probably punch Lattimore if he provoked. Um, I don't remember how the matchup went last year, but I think DK did pretty well against Marshawn. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that again this year. But Saints win this one. Are, is Seattle sitting at three and one? Two and two. two I think and two. all, two and two. all yeah, NFC yeah, West is two NFC, and two. So. Yeah, yeah, I remember seeing that. But like I said, we've, we've been low on that Seahawks team all year. They were meant to tank. They're not meant to be this good. So I think they come back to earth this week against the uh, that Saints defense really leading the way for a win. I don't know about 27 points from the Saints. I don't see them getting the end zone that much. But they'll definitely put up uh, at least three or four field goals. Mac, this might be a good time for that over one and a half field goals bet with the Saints this week. Uh <laughs> I was just I looking that for the, for the next game, dude. I love that bet, honestly. But it would also freak me freak me out when like fourth and two or something like that from the three from the two yard line or something, and you're going for it. I'd be so yeah. pissed, and it probably happens <laughs> what, what like, about, so what often. What about the fifty pl- the fifty plus yarders you have to watch with like so much stress? Yeah, I don't know. No, it might like be. Uh, I like it. One and a half. One and a half. I saw the trend that's been hitting a lot in a lot of games. Uh, a lot of teams can't find that end zone with a lot of these strong defenses. So. Here's something to look at this game. Good stuff there. I'm really excited about this next one. We got the Pittsburgh Steelers at the Buffalo Bills, another one o'clock game. The Bills coming in at a double digit favorite at minus fourteen. Their money line at minus nine hundred and the over under sitting at forty six and a half. Huff and I are personally going to this game in Buffalo, so it should be a good time. Got some trends here. I got a couple good ones actually. If the spread closes at 14 or higher, this will be the Steelers' biggest line as an underdog in over 50 years, plus 13.5 versus the Cowboys in Super Bowl 30 back in 95-96, plus 11.5 versus the Chiefs in the playoffs in 21-22, and plus 11.5 in 92 versus the Oilers, now the Texans. With that, the Steelers have been double-digit dogs just 12 times since 1980 and have won outright five of those times. The under is 15-3 in Pittsburgh's last 18 AFC East opponents. Bills are 6-1-2 against the spread in their last nine as the double-digit favorite. So a couple different little trends there leaning each and every way. Huff, why don't we start with you? Again, you and I go into this game. I'm real excited. What do you got for us? Yeah, um, seeing a plus 14 spread in an NFL game, uh, either way, plus minus 14, however you want to look at it, uh, seeing a spread that big, um, just kind of definitely an eye-opener, and obviously you look at the two teams involved, uh, one being the Super Bowl favorite at Buffalo Bills uh, at home against a first-time starting rookie quarterback in Kenny Pickett being confirmed the starter for the Steelers. Um, obviously we couldn't have probably picked a better game to go to. We didn't really obviously know any of this shit was going to happen, but, um, we're going to see a pretty good matchup. We're going to see what Pickett can do in Buffalo against this team. But, um, yeah, we'll have to see what happens. I don't know about a 14 point spread though. That's really tough. All right. I was just going to say, you know, one thing that stands out to me though, Huff, is, uh, is that is you were hesitant with those 14 points there. Right, so if you're a Steelers fan feeling hesitant about 14 points, I definitely am too. Um, I'm not going to take a team minus 14. Like you said, that's crazy for an NFL spread. But I could definitely see the Bills covering it this week. 
I mean, I don't really understand how the the Steelers are going to get into the end zone this week. Um, going to be relying a lot on the leg of Chris Boswell if they can even move the ball downfield at all. Such a great um, Bills defense. So many playmakers on that side of the ball. And then we know what they can do on offense, obviously. So I might be looking at uh, some props for this game for Josh Allen and the boys to eat. But 14 is a lot of points, so I don't know. Yeah, Ace, that's what I was kind of getting at. Uh, you got a first-time starter in Kenny Pickett against probably arguably the best defense in the league. Going into Buffalo, I mean, that environment alone is just uh, also probably the best in the league. I'm just looking. I mean, 14 points is ridiculous. We The things we've seen this season with, like, underdogs winning and you have a you have this game going at 14 points, and we've seen the Bills blowing like this. They lost, they lost the game last last year to the Jags when they were 17.5-point favorites. Uh, yeah, they, they lost outright. But um, this Steelers team has tough. Kenny Pickett has a tough matchup these next four weeks. He has the Bills, then he has the Bucks and the Dolphins and the Eagles. So, I mean, this is the first leg of his four-week, whatever you want to call that, four really good teams, maybe even Super Bowl contending teams. Um, I think he'll, I think he'll find his stride sooner or later in these four games. But I, I don't know. I think the Bills just dismantle him this week. I think he uh, gets a taste of uh, that Bills defense. With that being said, I like the under as well. Hmm. That's just scary with a Josh Allen offense against an inferior opponent. What if that defense gives the ball the ball in the right spot? They could get in every time. We've seen that. Um, against the Rams defense, I feel like that's pretty similar defense to the uh, Steelers. Without T.J. Watt, still still out, right? Yeah, Mackie, please don't take this under. I'm going to the game, so I'm betting the over. <laughs> yeah. I won't put it on my card, but, but no. I can't promise you I'll take it off. I'll take it off. Dude, struggling, struggling against a uh, New York Jets defense, Kenny Pickett was. I mean, I don't know what he can do against I don't really think he struggled in that game. I mean, he threw three interceptions, but one of them, uh, I guess he underthrew the hell out of it. But it was, uh, he, I mean, he, there was safety coverage over top, so we kind of had to underthrow it a little. And one of them, wasn't it just a Hail Mary haul or throw to the end zone? So I guess he threw one intercept, one real interception. But I don't know. I, I thought he played well. I thought he played with confidence. He ran th- That second running touchdown he had, he was hard fought. He took a few hits there and still got into the end zone. So I don't think he looked that bad, in my opinion. I think he's definitely the better option over Mitch Trubisky. But, uh, I'm not here to I think he's the better him. option. I'm not here to make him act, or act like he's the next coming of Tom Brady, but... The uh, I forget or what I mean. Take this for what it's worth, but you're talking about did the interceptions really mean much? Uh, the Pro Football Focus website. I don't know if you guys ever go on there, but uh, Pro Football Focus rated his three interceptions as none of them were technically his fault. Sorry, I just bumped that thing again. But um, so the I don't two know. Rushing just, touchdowns. Like, what'd you say? I just I don't I only remember two. I don't even know what the other one was. The the third was the helmet. The first. No, one was I know. His I first pa- the. First one was his first pass. That was that, that was the long ball. That was the long yeah. ball. And then the second about, the second one was the one that got tipped. No, the long no because he threw that one deep into double coverage that with the safety over top where he yeah, tipped it. That okay. was yep 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 okay yeah. But he had three. The th- the hail yeah. mary was technically the third one. Okay. And obviously but a hail mary. Regardless, regardless of all of that, this it's a whole different beast playing against the Bills defense compared. No, to No, yeah, the- definitely, definitely, yeah. You're right about that. He has that. no line in front of him, and Najee hasn't been performing up to standards. I don't see how he can have success with the situation to fail, but he's definitely the right option, just being thrown to the Wolves. 
I just my my point was I don't think Steeler fans should uh, be upset with that performance. In my opinion, I agree with they that. They shouldn't be upset with this season on Kenny Pickett. It's it's just a tough schedule with tough old line in front of them. Awesome stuff there. Let's move forward to our next one: the Chicago Bears at the Minnesota Vikings. The Vikings are favored here at minus seven. Their money line sitting at minus three twenty in the over under at a solid forty four. No trends for me in this game. Mackie, you want to get us going? Spread seven. That's what I got on the score. Yep. Yeah, I mean, this is a Bears team that I've pretty much talked down since the beginning. Ace knows how I feel about Justin Fields and this team in general. Um, that being said, the Vikings just played a pretty injured Saints team. I know it was in London, so you could say it was a primetime game. Primetime games are closer, but... I don't know. I thought this Vikings team would be a little better, and I think they'd, I thought they'd be able to close out games a little better. They obviously have the weapons um, at the receiving with Adam Thielen and Justin Jefferson, and then you have Kirk Cousins, who I guess you could say is a little above average, maybe right around average. But I don't know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not really high on this team after what I've seen the first four weeks. I think seven points is a lot, especially in a divisional game. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm probably leaning under here. I think the Vikings win this game, but seven points scares me. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I, I'm not necessarily jumping at the bit to bet the Vikings minus seven here in this spot. Uh, same situation goes the other way. I don't really love the Bears plus seven. Um, but if I had to pick a side, call me crazy, I'd probably take the Bears with the points. I think, like you said, this comes out to be a field goal, four-point game in the end, maybe even six. Um, but I, I'm right there with you, too. I like the under low-scoring game. If things uh, don't go for Chicago, uh, it's going to be looking like they might put up three to seven points total on the board, three, six, you know what I mean, somewhere around there. And uh, if all things are going for the Vikings, they could be scoring upwards in the 20s, though, under low 30s. Um, but I would not be surprised if the Bears covered this game at all. That's the only thing is that those receivers are going to – they just outmatched that secondary so yeah. so heavy. It's 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 one oh, of those yeah. things. It's so mismatched. And a divisional game, I always say, give the points, don't take them. Kirk Cousins on a 1 o'clock game, like we always say, he's, you know what I mean? He's the best quarterback in the afternoon, but take him to prime time. He's, one of the, he's the, literally the worst. But I don't know. I don't hate the Bears in this spot. I really don't. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't I, I don't I don't like the Bears here at all. I think seven points is too much. I'm gonna do the same thing I probably did last week. Last week I had the uh, Vikings got them down to plus three in a tease, but uh, if you get them in a tease here, it's gonna be money line. So that's definitely something to look at. I think they definitely win this game. I've been saying all year that the Vikings are my pick to win the division, get that head-on collision with Aaron Rodgers for the title of the NFC North. But um, yeah, way too many weapons for the Vikings. No way that the Bears can keep up. They've been sticking in games with the low scoring. And uh, the defense that their team's been able to put up. But Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen, whole different animal. Um, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison playing. Are they at home this week? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they're, yeah, yeah. they're, yeah, they're, they're, they're in this, Minnesota. Too. 95% of the money is on the Vikings. Oh, no. We'll take not again. Plus uh, that, that's, that's putting me. Uh, I'm putting Bears in the card. I'm not even. Yeah. Uh, I'll take Bears plus seven. It's like uh, Kirk, Cous- Kirk Cousins is so inconsistent every week. Like I feel like this would be the week that he you know he'd go out there throw 150 for 150 yards and three interceptions. Um, th- th- this screams like an under game. The Vikings should win this game, but don't be shocked if the Bears keep this close to like seven points in the, f- Take the, the fourth point. quarter. Take the points. Take the points if you're taking him- the Bears. 
I'm I'm taking them in the tees, though. I think the Vikings definitely win this game, like a thousand percent. The Vikings win this game by seven points. Eh, it's a tall order, but I'll take them in the tees the, to win the game for sure. The the Bears are so such a bad team, though. Like I saw this, a stat, saw a stat that Cooper Cup has more catches than Justin Fields has completions. So you know that's that's saying something. But I would still take the points here for the Bears. Dude, we saw this with the Chiefs and the Colts. No matter just, how good yeah. it looks, dude, just ninety-five percent of the money, Vegas isn't gonna lose that. They're not gonna lose. Yeah, no. This is Bears plus seven. Does that mean ninety-five percent of the money is on the spread, though? Here, I'll give you the official number. Ninety-five percent of the money is on Minnesota to win the game. Eighty-two percent is on Minnesota to cover. Bears plus yeah, seven. I, I, I like them to win the game, though. I do. I do like the Vikings to win the game. That's my pick to win the division. So, I think they definitely Bears money line. The Bears. Yeah. Bears money line. I don't know. Justin Fields doesn't have it in him. Mackie, we said we said it though. Like Colts. What did I say? If you're game. gonna if you're gonna take an underdog, you're better off taking the money line. He did say I'd that. Still, I'd still take the points. I know the profit, dude. The profit has shown to be insane. Like, it's, yeah, that is a fat line. Uh, Dalvin so, Cook's I'm, gonna score this week, though. Yeah, that's what I think. Like he has. Like I think it's. A, the Vikings are a good team. The Bears are not. I like the Vikings to win the They're game. They're so inconsistent, seven, I don't know. though. Book me the, on the, it. Book me on the it. Vikings keep like the Vikings keep the Vikings keep blue balling Dalvin, and I'm expecting Dalvin to score finally this week. I think it's time. Yeah, he's had a pretty disappointing seven. season. Yeah, Madison yeah. just vulturing touchdowns for him. Get the hell out of here with that. Bears yeah, plus seven. Only one team last week won outright and didn't cover their spread. I mean, I guess two if you count that Vikings shit. But my I, luck, I, it'll be my luck. It'll be the one that I fucking take the money line outright. So I'll take the plus seven. Yeah, plus points here for the Bears. Mackie, you're up like you with some units. You can you can throw a half a unit on those Bears. Yeah, like that's. I was gonna say yeah. Like I can in your situation. I'd be putting a half unit or a, even a full unit on Bears money line. I can't preach Justin Fields' ass and then throw throw money line on a on plus seven. Yeah, I I don't know. I'm I'm high on I'm high on those Vikings this year. I like that that coach they got. He's gonna put Kevin up. Points. No, he we know. Yeah, we know he can put up points. I don't think the Bears can. They don't have anybody. To have. Oh yeah, Justin it is Fields. I I think we know that the Bears can't put up points. And I think the that there's too many players. Like you, you see what just you see what Justin Jefferson does. He takes one catch to the house. You see Dalvin Cook. If you watched the game last week, there was a few plays that looked like Dalvin Cook was going to take it to the house, but Demario Davis tripped him up at the last second. I mean, that I think Dalvin Cook has his get right game here. I like the Vikings a lot, not by seven. Like money line, I said, if you tease them at seven, you're getting a money line. So that's my pick. Yeah, good stuff. Let's move forward. To the game in Jacksonville, the Houston Texans at the Jacksonville Jaguars, another seven-point favorite in the ja- in the Jags' favorite favor. Their money line sitting at minus three thirty, and the over/under sitting at forty-three and a half. Very similar to that last game we just looked at. No trends for me this week. Jesse, what's Mackie. the split on this so far? Say it again. What's, what's the money? The, what's the split like on like money line and spread for this game? Uh, Huff, you might be able to get better numbers than I, but I have 76% of the money is on Jacksonville for the spread. I have 69. 
Nice. One thing I, I would like to say about Mackie, this game. Are you looking, Mackie, are you looking at CBS? Yeah, I'm looking at it. It's MGM. That's for a three and a half point spread, though. That's the opening. Yeah, it started at three and a half. It's at seven right now. That is that because of an injury or what's? No, nah, Houston doesn't have any injuries that I know of that are you know, uh, the relevant players that are actually good on that team. I uh, I uh, I love Houston plus seven here. I think this is um pretty much this is like probably my lock of the week in my opinion. It's, it's a divisional game. I mean, Jacksonville's been very good. They're two and two. Um, could be three and one. You could say, but um. I don't know. It's a divisional game. Everyone's really high on this Jacksonville team. There's going to be a lot of money on it. And they're still young and inexperienced, so they have their games where they're not going to be on. And in a divisional game like this, uh, I've been high on Davis Mills all season. I've been saying it. Um, they haven't performed very well. They, they're still winless, but this is definitely a situation where they can get their first win. And plus seven, I love, and I actually might sprinkle the money line. Yeah, no, I agree with you there, Mac. Even the Jacksonville Jaguars are still, you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars, even though they've been better this year. But the Texans, they're due for a win, and I saw them week one against the Colts. They they were sticking around, so they're not rollovers for how bad they are. So Texans plus seven for me. What did I say about them, Mackie, last week? I called them the Detroit Lions of last year. They're going to win when you least expect it, but they're in every game. I think last week people were writing them off. When the Chargers went up three scores and they came storming back and almost stole that game from Justin Herbert, one of the best teams in the league. Um, yeah, I do like them plus seven this week. I've been high. On, you're high on Davis Mills. I've been high on uh, what's his name, Damian Pierce. There, he's looked like a great running back. Had that 75 yard TD run last week. He's really coming into his own. They got Rex Burke as a third down back, and Brandon Cooks consistent found the end zone last week and moves the chains. Um, I don't think they'll be able to contain Trevor Lawrence that much. I, I mean, that Jaguars defense is pretty good, but I like Texas plus seven in this spot, and I do like Damian Pierce to find the back of the end zone again. I'm high on Damian Pierce, too. I think he's really good. Good addition to them. I'm on my fantasy team, too, so that that helps. This is probably my least favorite game of the week. Uh, I don't like the spread. I don't like the total. Uh, and I don't think Jacksonville at minus 330 is worth anything. And, I mean, you get Texans at plus 265 on a money line. Mackie, to talk your trend, I do like if I'm going to take something. I, if I'm going to bet the Texans here, I think they win the game outright. I think this is the game they get their win. I don't love the Texans in this spot. I am, was leaning Jacksonville, and now um, – not saying either way. It's just a divisional game. I rule. I always say give, don't take the points. Um, but like you said, I think I would not be surprised if Texans come in here and win this game. Uh, Jacksonville, I think a lot of people, back to what I said about Seattle, I think a lot of people are high on Jacksonville. A lot of people looking for them to come at home. Uh, kind of a get-right game, if we've been saying. Uh, they get a seven-point spread at home. I like the Texans plus seven, Mackie. I'm with you, but I do like the I like the money line a little more. I think that's worth a play. 265. That's the hit the books dog of the week. I didn't. I don't love it. I don't love it. That's me and Mackie's dog of the week. <laughs> Looking forward to I seeing it on your cards, boys. Like. They're due. They're due. Alrighty, next game up, we got the Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. The Dolphins are our favorite this week at minus three. Their money line sitting at minus 166, and the total sitting at 45.5. No trench for me in this game, but we're going to jump to Mackey as it is his New York Jets. Our New York representative, what do you got for us? 
I think he can get it done. I think uh, Vegas is exaggerating having or taking two out of this game. Uh, they still have the receiving core that is pretty easy to work with, in my opinion, especially because you have it on both sides. You're not getting double coverage on both of them. So he'll, he'll be able to work with Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle pretty well this game. I think this Jets team has two squeaker wins. They probably should be 0-4. Actually, definitely should be 0-4. I'm not even going to sugarcoat it. Um, Zach Wilson... I mean, he looks all right, but this Jets team just really still isn't that good. Um, divisional game, so probably go under again here. You know how I am my unders, but I think Miami wins this game. I think they uh, they just have an, a more uh, all around team to get this win. Yeah, yeah, I really like the I really like the Dolphins this week too. I think that the Jets are one of the worst teams in the league. Also, overperforming, come back down to earth this week. I think Week Five is a good chance for these bad teams to really show their true colors. Um, the Dolphins. Two hard-fought games, right in a row. Um, they beat the Bills, then they they slipped up against the uh, the Bengals. I know the two injury really cost them a chance at winning that game, but they were still in it. And Teddy B looked like he was a formidable backup. He gets paid the salary to be one at least. So I like the Dolphins in this spot. I still think that the receivers are going to eat. Look at that Tyree Kill receiving prop, Jalen Waddle receiving prop. They're going to pop. Mike McDaniel's forced on the ball without a true run game. Um, I like the Dolphins to roll this week against a very inferior Jets team. There is a good amount of money on Miami, though. I like the Jets plus three and a half. Um, I think at home, I think Zach Wilson, another game not going off last week against a, a, obviously a different Steelers team with the change of quarterback mid-game. But uh, I like the Jets in this spot. No Tua. I know Teddy Bridgewater's covered like a million games on the road as an underdog, but um, I, I, I like the Jets here. Too much money on the Dolphins for me. Do we have bye weeks this week? You, beat, might be, you, you, might be, you said you said yeah. you said the line was three and a half off. I've seen three and a half. Yeah, I, I that you might see that on my card. Dolphins minus three this week. Um, I, when I was here waiting earlier, I was talking to Jesse. I think this is a trap line. To be honest, I mean it's it's a divisional game, so you know those are always close. And the Jets, well, you know they're the worst team, probably one of the worst teams in the league. You know they always decide to show up once in a while. So I could definitely see them winning this game outright, but I would expect the Dolphins to win this. I don't think the Jets have the personnel to keep up with Tyreek and Waddle, and I am um, not high on Gardner being able to contain Tyreek fully. So I'd be, like Alex said, I'd look at the Tyreek and Waddle props because either one or, or both are going to smash their yardage props. Um, yeah, Dolphins... Dolphins win this, but I don't know if they win by minus three, though. I love that line for the Dolphins this week, minus three. Yeah, I'm probably wrong. So I like Jets. I'm going to give them a point. Lots of differing opinions here. Excited to see what comes out on the cards this weekend. But let's move forward. The Atlanta Falcons going to see Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are the favorite this week with nine points. The money line at minus 430 and the total at 48.5. The trend I got for this one I found quite interesting. The Falcons are 4-0 against the spread for their first time since 2015. They have never started 5-0 against the spread in franchise history. Huff, you want to start us with this one? I don't love the spread in this game, but... um... 
Tampa Bay and Tom Brady haven't really given me a reason to take them minus eight uh, against a team that you just said is covered four straight weeks. Um, in Tampa Bay, it's a tough spot. I'd like to tease the Falcons up. This is going to be another one I'm looking at getting uh, maybe the Steelers with up or one of my other teams that I just kind of bringing up, looking to bring them up a couple of points like the Giants. But um, this is definitely going to be one I'm looking to tease. But um, would not shock me if they cover the eight points. They've stuck in every game. Like they, they literally have, whether they've come back, whether they've led, they've come back in every. They've literally covered every game. Like they've been in every game. Yeah, I I agree with you. Eight points is a lot for the Bucks this week. I actually really like the over. Um, even though that Bucks defense is really good, we've seen how the Falcons. I don't know how they do it, but they hang in games. And uh, I think Brady finally gets right this week and throws over two touchdowns. Um, he's got all of his weapons there. We saw him come into his own at the end of the game too late last week. But uh, I think I saw him mean today. said, Tom, why do you break up with Giselle? He says, I have to beat the Falcons twice a year. So I do think that the Bucks <laughs> win this game. Um, a lot of points, though. Way too many for me. But I do like Brady to throw over two and a half touchdowns this week or one and a half, whatever line you want to take. Safer play with one and a half. Um, Beak, I know you're a big Brady guy. What do you have to think about this game? Um, yeah, no, I like the Bucks here. But after seeing what happened last week, um, they they were coming on towards the end, although they were down twenty already. Um, I wish Byron Lethwich just stops running the ball on first and ten up the gut for a yard because it's not working. Um, I think they should just really go back to what what they were good at for the last two years, which was passing the ball. And you could see when they were down twenty, they were getting yards with all their guys getting back. So I like I said, I like the Bucks, but I would. Look at teasing the Falcons, though, just in case the Bucks defense doesn't show up another week. Um, I'd look out for a Julio anytime this week against his former team. And, you know, with the rumors that are out there about Brady divorcing Giselle, now would be the time to go take a Bucks future for the Super Bowl. It's plus 1,200, so. Look yeah. Earl Patterson for Atlanta. Cordell Patterson's hurt for a week. Yeah. On the IR, that's yeah. I fuck. I'm kind of. Go ahead, Mike. Wait. I'm just kind of. I, I like the Falcons even with Cordell out. Uh, Cordell Patterson was out second half of last game too, and they're able to overcome some. Uh, what? No, I thought you were gonna say I like the under. Uh, I like the under <laughs> too. Um. Yeah, I definitely like the under. It's a divisional game. Come on. But uh. Yeah, they were able to overcome uh, some adversity in the end of that into that second half without obviously their best offensive player in Cordell Patterson. So uh, this Falcons team is four zero against spread this year, and I've I've been on them the last few weeks, so they've get, they've made me some money. But I definitely like them. It's such a high spread for a team that hasn't looked that good in, in the Tampa Bay Bucks. Obviously, we know Tom Brady has a lot going on in his life right now, uh, so maybe his mind's a little elsewhere. This Bucks team hasn't really looked like their Super Bowl contending Bucks team in the past, so. Uh, Falcons look good. Bucks look opposite. So give me the Falcons plus eight, eight points here. It's a lot of points. Mark Sperry is getting it done. I'll take the under I like, too. I like the under. I like the under and the under, like of course. How, how have the Bucks been winning their games with their defense? I don't understand how Marcus Mariota without Cordell Patterson is going to do much. I think Drake London might have a good day, but other than that, not much. It's Marcus Mariota against uh, the Bucks. I saw their offense. Their offense hasn't been a problem. Kyle Pitts. Didn't yeah, I know, but I think that. I think no, but I'm saying this week I think it might be a little bit more of a struggle than they're used to. I think this is one of the best defenses in the league. 
probably the best defense in the NFC. I saw Kyle played, Pitts was questionable today. He didn't practice, so that's one less weapon. Mary they played like shit against the, the Chiefs last week, and that's the best player in football, Patrick Mahomes. So, I mean, if you look I mean, back, they, they stymied Aaron Rodgers to 14. And what look at the rest of their games. They've been stifling all year. They, they shut down the uh, Dak Cowboys. They shut down the Packers. Who did they play week two? Saints. Saints were good. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was a stalemate till Mike Evans uh, went went ham on Lattimore, and then they won. Yeah, that's what I'm that. saying. That that Bucks defense, that, that that unit is so good that that scares me from ever taking anybody against them. But the plus eight, I don't mind because of how slow and ugly that offense has looked. But I think Brady gets on track this week. I'd look out for a Julio anytime touchdown if he can make it through a full game this year. That's that's a good point, Beak. I mean, obviously, there's probably good odds on that. Um, but against his former team, you'd like to think that Brady, Brady's one of those guys that gets people their incentives and their big moments. He he he'd want to feed Julio Jones for a touchdown if he can. I think right. Lots of good stuff there, boys. Very excited for that one. Let's move forward. The Detroit Lions at the New England Patriots. The Patriots are favored in this one for you. Ace at minus three and a half. The money line sitting at minus one seventy two, and the over under at forty five and a half. No trends from me this week, but Ace, let's send it to you. What do you got? Do you think your New England yeah. Patriots can get it done this week? Yeah, I think. Um, I think that this is a very trap game of beak was talking about i don't know how the patriots are favored here you don't know who's playing quarterback this week going up against the number one rated scoring offense in the league um i do think that their numbers will come down a bit playing against gillette uh the patriots at gillette that's a great defensive unit with bill belichick leading the charge i'm gonna probably take the under here for sure especially with the monra and deandre swift being banged up um i don't i don't i if i'm not a patriots fan i probably look at the lions money line um with the way they've been playing in Jared Goff. But the Patriots have beat Jared Goff before, and Belichick showed he can neutralize them. Um, I, I'm going to take the under here for sure. I'm probably if it, looking if it, at a Damian Harris touchdown. If it's any coach that can shut down a number one scoring offense, it's Bill Belichick. So, Yeah, I trust in the hoodie. So the, That's why I like the under. It's also the Lions, so, I mean, at the end of the day, it's, someone's going to shut them down sooner or later. They're, they're not no juggernaut team. Still one and three, so yeah, and ninety five percent of the time the Lions get their stats from chasing twenty point deficits, so it's kind of padded in my opinion. Detroit did open at plus six and a half, and they're down to plus three. Um, that was probably when Mac was quarter going to be quarterback of the Patriots, I'd say. Oh yeah, you're definitely right. Um, I yeah, what's going on with Mac? Is he not playing? He's been practicing, but he has a high ankle sprain. It's just one of those classic Belichick tactics where he doesn't want to tell you who's going to play. But they signed Garrett Gilbert to their squad with Brian Hoyer out, so it's either Garrett, Garrett Gilbert or Bailey's happy. Yeah, um, I just think with the uh, with the unknown here, I think I would uh, definitely lean Detroit for the sake of conversation. Probably won't be betting this game. It's one of the more boring games of the week, definitely. Definitely um, an under game. Under. Definitely an Could under game under- here. Could be an under game, but we I know we we've seen how um the Lions have put up points, so probably won't be touching it at all. But I'll go uh, Lions money line for sake of it. Yeah, Jared Goff looks I'm, good I'm, this year. I like the Lions with the points again, Mackie. But you get keep 
going against the trend. I keep just taking the points, but yeah, I'm, used dude, to just kind of, I'm used to just picking a spread, not really the yeah. money line, because like most yeah. of the money lines are minus three hundred. No one wants to hear me pick a minus three hundred money line. You know what I mean? Like, so um, playing the spread, I'll, I'll take the lines with the points. I mean, there is like we said, I mean, there is a chance the lines get shut down by Belichick and somehow lose this game by a field goal or so. You know what I mean? We've seen crazier shit happen in the NFL in three point games. Um, getting a half point, I do like the Lions uh, with the three and a half. I do like the under as well, but this is a game I think it could weirdly get high scoring. But under, obviously, we don't know who's playing quarterback, but uh, for the Patriots and the Lions being the number one scoring offense, uh, it'll be interesting to see what they can do against Belichick, a defensive-minded coach who's been proven to get it done, If you guys, have, as you guys just said. Um, I'll look to raise this under a little bit in another teaser. I love my two-leg, three-leg teaser, so... Uh, I'd like to get some more insurance on this one. Maybe get it up to like 50 and a half. Huff is all over the teasers this week. But good stuff there. Excited to see what comes out of that one. The next game up is the Tennessee Titans at the Washington Commanders. The Titans are our favorite this week with two and a half points. The money line at minus 134 and the over-under at 42 and a half. Mac, you want to start us off here? Yeah, uh, this is definitely a game that caught my eye when I first looked at this board. I think the Commanders have a lot of equity in this game. I think that they can... Titans are coming off a high win and a divisional matchup with the with the Colts. Probably going to come down to those two teams to win a division. I know we've seen, obviously, Jacksonville high to start the season, but I don't think that lasts. Um, yeah, they're coming off a high right now. Derrick Henry got back on his horse. But I think going into Washington right now, I don't I don't like this spot for them. I You know, it's... Uh, Commanders need to get a win here to stay in this division or even have a chance to be talked about. It's a tough division this year, best division in the league actually, if we're talking record wise. Um, yeah, I like I like Carson Wentz here. I don't, yeah, I knew I was gonna get a laugh there or something because obviously it's not true, but <laughs> best best division record wise. So I don't know. I think Carson Wentz gets a win here. I think um, on their home turf, I think it's a good spot for them. I think the Titans are gonna come out slow and not really get much going. It's a tough spread, two and a half. You're better off taking the money line either way. It's minus one thirty-five or plus one fifteen for the ty- or for the Commanders. So um, I'll go Commanders money line right here, plus one fifteen. Ace, you you want to go in on here? Yeah, I kind of do. I think one point that I'd like to bring up is you guys had the Commanders in the points two weeks ago when they played the Eagles. I had them last week money line against a backup quarterback in Dallas. Um, this that's gonna be a team I fade the rest of the season. I'm not taking Washington Commanders again. Um, they've proven nothing. Carson Wentz is not. Wentz, Wentz single-handedly killed my fantasy matchup. I was going against the Eagles' defense. Fading the, I've, I'm, I've hated the Commanders since then. Yeah, I'm definitely fading that defense, like you said. And Derrick Henry, when we see him play, he's he's good. I know Traylon Burks was hurt this week and probably out for half the season now at least. But they said they're going to get Josh Gordon more involved. And they have Robert Woods. I do like the Titans here. I'm not in love with it enough to throw it on my card, but give me the Titans this week and Derrick Henry. I'm going to ride the king against an offense and that can't do anything with Carson Wentz at the helm. I feel kind of the same way as you, uh, but the other way, I like the commanders. I'm with Mackey. I think they get the job done at home. Mackey, you said, pl- what, plus 115? Yeah, that's what I, on the score, that's what they are. I like that. Yeah, I like the, the home underdog here with the, the commanders that get the job done. Um, like you said, Ace, they haven't given us much reason to keep riding them. 
Um, but kind of the same thing with the Panthers. The week I hopped off them was uh, the week they demolished the Saints. I think the Commanders get the job done here at home as a home underdog. Um, and as I'm looking, 84% of the money is on Tennessee Moneyline. Huh. Wow, that's crazy. I'm surprised it's that heavily leaned. I'm just against the Commanders because they've been screwing me over all year, but I didn't think it would be that swayed in the Titans' direction. They didn't show me that much. Yeah, I know what you mean. Tennessee hasn't been impressive this year either. I mean, they got demolished I by do Buffalo. Think, and to think about your point, though, if Carson Wentz is going to be strong in that aerial attack with those strong receivers, it should be this week. That Titans defense is pretty weak in the secondary. Yeah. At home, just, just a comeback. Who did they lose to last week? They Dallas. lost to the Cowboys. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, come home, get things right. Off a divisional loss, you got to you got to win this week. I don't think the Commanders are that good in general, though, so that's why I'm not going to touch this game too much. I think Henry's the best player on the field between both teams, so that's the only reason I lean that way. I'm a scary Terry guy. not saying he's better, but just saying. I know you probably like him, too. I don't know. Do you, how do you feel about yeah, him? Yeah, I'm a fan. He hasn't showed up this year, though, really. Carson Wentz is Cur- in love with Curtis Samuel. Curtis, yeah, Curtis Samuel's having a year. Dodson gets I wanted him to. McClellan. I wanted him to leave Washington so bad. Terry McLaurin. He should have. Dotson there, and they paid Samuel. Yeah, the Penn Stater, Dotson's been having a hell of a year for them. Yeah. Wentz likes those two more than McLaurin. I have McLaurin on my fantasy team. I regret it already. (laughs) Yeah, he was supposed to be... um, He just paid him all that money. He just gave him that three-year deal. Yeah, no, and he's basically the third-string receiver by looks. Trade him to the Rams. The Rams could use him. They could probably work some. Send Allen Robinson to Washington, a couple picks. But Nobody wants Allen Robinson. Send him to the to the retirement. XFL. That guy's done. Uh, I have Odell a lot of We'll talk about it when we get there, but I want Odell Beckham Jr. on the Rams. That's who they need. I have a lot to say about the Rams when we get to it. He's not ready for five more weeks, he said. He's doing his college visits like... Like those high school recruits, he's he went. Yeah, he's visiting. It. He visited with the Giants this week. Like he's going back to fucking LSU. Like, dude, you fucking played there. What do you need to visit? Just have them send your agent. How much they're gonna pay you? That's all you care about. I think I saw yeah, Giants. He went to see Tampa. Brady. He saw yeah. the Bills and and he yeah. saw the Rams. Yeah. Jeez. If he's he smart, went to the box. Yeah. Yeah. He I didn't know he visited. I didn't. Why? The fact that he, these guys visit, like, just call my agent. I've, I've played <laughs> no, in your stadium five times. You got, you got to, you got to court Odell Beckham Jr. Alrighty, our last one o'clock game we got is the Los Angeles Chargers at the Cleveland Browns. The Chargers are our favorite this week at minus two and a half. The money line sitting at minus one thirty four, and the over under sitting at forty seven and a half. No trends from me in this one. Browns money line at plus 114. But the Chargers are a pretty strong team this year. I'm not sure what to think. Ace, you want to start us off? Yeah, call me crazy because I know I, I kind of wanted to go last year because I know that you boys are going to be on the other side. I'm thinking you guys have been high on Justin Herbert all year. But I think that Browns team matches up very well with uh, the Chargers, Chargers offense. And then they can play the ball the right way on the other side. Um, without Joey Bosa, without who's it, Rayshon Slater, without those two guys, it's important in the trenches on both teams. And how do the Browns win the games in the trenches? Right. I, I'd like to see Miles Garrett get back. I'd assume he's playing this week. I know he was in that car accident, but 
if he can come back. I know Clowney's out too, but they have the, the corners and Denzel Ward and all the guys they've been drafting the last few years and they've brought in um, to contain them. They have the linebacking core to keep up with Eckler in the pass rush to get after an injured Herbert, who, t- like we said before, takes one more hit and he's knocked out of the game. Um, I would be looking at the points here, but with Mackey's stat about taking the underdog outright, I'm going to take the Browns outright. I'm high on the chunt, like I always say. They should have uh, won last week. They screwed us over against that feisty Falcons team. But I think this game's in Cleveland, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's one o'clock. I, so I, I, like, I like the Browns' money line. I think that they're going to be in a pretty good spot when Sean Watson comes back. I like this team overall, and uh, I think Stefanski gets a big win at home against the contenders and Chargers. I'm... Um- you thought I was going the other way. I'm right there with you. I like the Browns at home in this spot. I'll take the points against Herbert. I like the plus three. I think the Browns play a very slow game here. 35 carries to Chubb and Hunt. Uh, as we've been saying, just hand the ball off to them. They'll Chubb. get the job done against this depleted Chubb. team. Uh, they haven't shown too much. I mean, Herbert, what's his, you know what I mean? So his broken ribs he's been playing with the past couple weeks. Obviously, you said all the other injuries all around the place. Uh, Bosa to the biggest name of them all. I uh, like the Browns in this spot at home. Give me the Browns plus three for all the reasons that you said. Love it. Yeah, I think uh, Vegas is begging you to take the Chargers here. I think they're definitely the better team, even coming into the season. There's so much high hopes for them. It's supposed to be like a top five team. And uh, this Browns team didn't have much going for them after Deshaun Watson got uh, his 11-game suspension. But uh, I like the Browns here, especially at home. I think this Chargers team is a little... Um, underdeveloped i don't think they're playing up to their potential and i think they're a little uh, scared right now so i like this browns team being at home there they have the confidence to jacoby Brissett's playing pretty well obviously he's coming off a tough loss to the falcons but this is a good bounce back situation for them i can tell you who a beak's gonna take this week it's definitely the chargers he's a big herbert guy yeah no this game's like a pick in my opinion both teams are pretty even right now um, with the injuries and all, but um, I, I like Herbert in this spot against the Browns. The Browns, like you guys said, could play the slow game with Chubb and Hunt, but I like Herbert to make more plays than Jacoby Brissett on Sunday for a close close win, maybe like 31-28 or a 24-21 with a field goal at the end, but uh, give me the Chargers here. This will be this will be a good game at that 1 o'clock slate. I think this one will be coming down to the wire. I agree with that good game to end the one o'clock slate there let's jump into our four o'clock slate the san francisco 49ers at the carolina panthers the 49ers are favored at six and a half points their money line sitting at minus 290 in the over under sitting at a low 38 and a half abik do you want to start us off with this one okay um so yeah no uh, from what i saw last week on monday that 49ers defense is just way too good of a defense you got joey bosa coming off the left edge and um, Arik Armstead, Samson Abukum, Kinlaw, and then you got the fast linebackers. Um, they should be doing. They should do enough to stifle that Panthers offense. I don't know why the Panthers traded for Baker Mayfield in the first place. To be honest, they haven't looked impressive. It's not not even that much of an upgrade over Sam Darnold in my opinion. Baker is hampering CMC's uh, production, DJ Moore's production. And honestly, I think it's a waste they trade for him. I think the 49ers win this game by 20-plus. The Panthers haven't impressed me at all this year. Wow, 20-plus alternate spread for a beak this week. What a hot take. Um, 
I like I like a team total bet here this week. We haven't talked about those very often, but I'd like a team total under for the Panthers here. Like you said, Abik, I don't understand what they're going to get in the end zone. That that 49ers defense is the reason they've gone to the Super Bowl, to the NFC Championship, and they continue to stay relevant. Um, Jimmy G does just enough, so maybe I'll look at that over one and a half field goal bet in this game especially. Um, with a weak running game and a pretty decent Panthers defense, I think they're going to get into the field goal range, but not to the red area too much. Um, yeah, I like I like a team total under for the Panthers here, but I do like the 49ers to win this game definitely. Team total for the Panthers sitting at fifteen and a half. Yeah, that, that's that's yeah. I'd I would take the low the under on that one. Yeah, I would take the under there too. They'll get those for like ten, thirteen. Not even ten. I'd give them seven if they're generous. Yeah, be generous. Did you see how much of a struggle it was for one of the more prolific offenses to get in? I don't think that. Um, I don't think they'll be able to do much against them. You could see a, a lot of sacks, maybe a few picks, Baker Mayfield picks, something to look at. I could honestly see a shutout here from that 49ers defense, to be honest. Oh, good. Now that you said it, not going to happen. Yeah, Baker's definitely going to struggle struggle heavy with this defense. Um, he struggled all season. He uh, That second half of that game last week against the Cardinals, he just looked like absolute dog shit, in my opinion. I just, all my trust for him went out the window in that game. I think he had a really good chance to win that game. He was on top for a while, and... Just uh, absolutely blew it, but yeah, I think the Niners are good. Are are good here? I think they they've proved to me that they're one of the better teams in this in this league. And that defense with uh, led by Nick Bosa, obviously, uh, it's gonna they're gonna torment Baker all game. I'd Mackie, look for a Kittle, the, Mackie, the Jimmy G incentive. That's what I'm saying. The Jimmy G incentive. He's gonna put up three touchdowns, zero interceptions, 280 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I'd I know, I know that we're, I know we're talking about that, but at the same time, he has so many weapons. He doesn't even have to be good. Like you saw Debo, that play that Debo had last week to cash our team card. Shout out the team card, fucking. We all love that pick. I mean, that was all Debo, right? And they have enough playmakers. Ayuk can do that. Kittle can the do most, that. Debo is the most athletic player in the NFL, in my opinion. And he he, he showcased that. That he's not him. He showcased that on that exact play. The things look, that he can do. For, Look for Kittle to get on the board this this week. Finally, he had, he had that touchdown overturn that burnt me on a few plays that I had last week. But yeah, I yeah. agree with you. He's got to get going at some point. Um, yeah, this this is the this is the week to do it. Honestly, I'm with you guys. Give me the Niners. I'll take the Niners minus six and a half for all the reasons you said. I like the Niners. Lots of good stuff there. Let's move to the four thirty game. The Philadelphia Eagles. At the Arizona Cardinals, the Eagles are the favorite this week at minus five and a half. Their money line sitting at minus two forty, and the over under at forty eight and a half. I got some trends for this one. The Eagles are zero and five straight up and against the spread in their last five at Arizona. The under is ten and one in Arizona's last eleven games versus NFC East opponents. The Cardinals are the Cardinals lost seven in a row straight up and against the spread. And are two and nine against the spread in their last eleven home games, so not a lot going there for the Cardinals. Do you like the Eagles? Just five and a half points here. Huff, start us off. I do not. I like the Cardinals in this spot. I think them getting five and a half points in this position as a home underdog. I like them to win the game outright, plus two hundred money line. Um, but I'm probably going to end up taking the points. I see the value with the two hundred. 
You get Kyler Murray at home against a high-flying Eagles team. I think there's way too many people riding this Eagles team right now. Uh, and as Ace kind of tells me how he feels about this game, I'll look up the percentage of the money where it's leaning. But I'm all over the Cardinals in this game. Yeah, Huff, that's a good point. We've been high on the Cardinals a lot this year. I think you've seen that all over our cards at one point or another, Cardinals money line. I think we're all fascinated by Kyler Murray and another dimension that he brings to the game. Um, I'm going to start riding that train a little bit more when my boy D-Hop comes back, one of the top seven receivers in the league, top five arguably. Um, I think that's when they'll really start rolling. But five and a half is a lot for the Eagles here. I know they've been playing out of their mind and everybody's high on them. Um, I don't know if there's going to be an undefeated team after this week, but I do like the over here. I think that Hurts has a lot of weapons and Kyler can do it all himself. So give me the points this week. I want to see touchdowns from both sides in the bird game. Um, Not too sure. I'm leaning. I'm leaning Eagles. That defense is good, but I like the over here. It's my play. I'm I'm on the opposite side of you guys here. I think the Eagles get it done here. I I have no confidence in Tyler Murray anymore. I mean, he comes down the second half here. He's a different second second half player, but you're not going to be able to do that against this Eagles team. Their defense is one of the best in the league this year. I mean, Jalen Hurts looks like one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. They got AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, all playing out of their mind. You got Dallas Goddard getting in the end zone. I just think this team has so much going for them, and this Cardinals team is so inconsistent and not what they wanted to be. And I, I just don't like Kyler Murray anymore. I can't, I can't bet on him. And I mean, what'd you say? The Cardinals are zero seven in their last home games. That's a ridiculous stat. It's supposed to be home field advantage, but that's a terrible uh, stat. That is ridiculous, in my opinion. But I, I, I think the Eagles cover here. I think they win by ten plus points. I really like this Eagles team. I think they're, they're no joke. I think that Kyler will stick around and get his, though. I know that they have the defense, but Kyler likes to chuck. Um, but, yeah, I, I don't think they're going to start really hitting their stride until D-Hop comes back. He's their difference maker on offense. Week six or eight? Six. He comes so back seven. in seven. He's suspended for six. Because they have a – okay, I got you. Um, I was going to say, the, the Eagles haven't really played anybody good this season so far. This is their really first true test against a, a – Vikings are good. No, they're, they're they? uh, like an elite time game. Yeah, it's an elite quarterback. Like if you look at the quarterbacks, they played Goff, Cousins, Wentz, and then last week Lawrence. So like none of those four prime time are, Cousins. Let's yeah. add that in there. Yeah, like none of the four they've played have been good. Like Kyler's probably the first good quarterback they're playing this year. I'm not saying the Eagles aren't good, but it's just like they've not played the competition that would make you think that they're that good. Um, I kind of like the Cardinals money line here, to be honest. Um, I saw a stat a thing last year. Anytime anybody appeared on the Peyton and Eli Monday Night Football telecast, they happened to lose the following week. And this week, Jalen Hurts appeared on the telecast. I so like it. I'm going to ride the Cardinals money line here. Mac, yeah, I, I think like you I that love street, that trend. Kyler Murray's my boy, though. I like the over. It's a tough game. It's a tough game. Ace, you're the only one. But yeah, I mean, Mackie, you like the Eagles, but you're fading your boy. I, I thought he was your guy. What was I gonna say? A, this a is beak, a... Um, you think that you still think the Eagles have yet to prove it, though, with the competition they've had? You think that? Then you think the Correct. Arizona Cardinals are a true test to that? Yes, if you really look at the quality of the teams they've played, like I said, you know, the Lions, the Vikings, the Commanders. Jaguars, like those four, maybe except the Vikings, three out of those four teams are not going to be in the playoffs at the come at the end of the year. 
So the Cardinals are like the first real test they got. Like Kyler Murray's hands down better than the four quarterbacks they've played this year. And plus he adds the added element of running. So a bit. Didn't you say that the Jaguars are going to make the playoffs though and win that division? I think you sent me the line for it already this week. No, they're plus 60 to win the AFC South now. Yeah, who do you got winning the AFC South then? I'm still taking the Colts or the Titans on that one. I, I said the Colts, but I know a few guys on this podcast like the Jaguars. If you if you look at the Eagles' schedule for the rest of the season, they don't really play that many good quarterbacks. They're, they're, I looked at their schedule today. Their toughest quarterbacks, I think, is Kyler, Aaron Rodgers, and Dak for their second game against the Eagles. So I think he might be back next week, but if not, the second game in December, that's like it's literally three good quarterbacks the rest of the way. Remember, remember the year the Steelers. Remember the year the Steelers started eleven and zero, and everyone was crying about how easy their schedule was. That's, That's exactly this re- the Eagles. This, this year. reeks of that. That's a great point, Huff. I didn't. That's a great point, Huff. Yeah, our schedule the the well, our division's way harder. Yeah, I agree with you for sure. And our last 4 o'clock game that we get to roll into is the Dallas Cowboys at the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are our favorite in this matchup at 5.5 points as well. Their money line at minus 240 and the over-under at 43.5. Some trends for this one are the underdog has won the past two meetings between these clubs. The Cowboys have won three of the past four as the road dogs. And the Cowboys are just 3-8 and eight straight up in their past 11 games versus NFC West opponents. Yeah, I will for sure be having Rams money line in one of my parlays this week, one of my money line ones, but I think that minus 240 is definitely worth it. I don't see a situation where they lose this game at home, uh, but I do like them with the spread too. I like them. Uh, I'd like to get it a little, I don't know, the five and a half, like you said, the backup point or the backup quarterback uh, for the Cowboys and Cooper Rush. Um, I like them at home here to cover the six. That line has moved so much in the last three days. I think... Um, Monday night before the game started, I think it was seven or eight. And then this morning it was four, and now it's back to five and a half. So. I just yeah, think you know, it's weird. You guys are so high on stats. And that stat about, uh, what's his name, Cooper Rush, right? Um, being, being three, was he three or four and oh now as a starter in his career? That's scary to bet against. Yeah, and the, the the Rams have looked terrible, and that that Cowboys defense has been playing good. So I can't see a lot of points coming off the board. I mean, I'm gonna take a cup touchdown in receiving props. That guy gets like 30 passes a game. Um, but the Cowboys defense, like you alluded to earlier, he he beat the Cincinnati Bengals. They beat the Cincinnati Bengals with their defense. They have a good kicker who can Brett Maher can kick points through all day long. Um, the, you know, Rush will do just enough to keep the game close. And it's really if Matt Stafford can get rolling and figure out something. If you have Diggs um, with some help, blanket on Cup, I know he's not going to shut him down or anything, but that's not a terrible matchup. And then you have Micah Parsons who's going to be getting after all day, and that run offense for the Rams has been non-existent. They have no secondary targets. I know Higby's there, but, um, yeah, I don't know. This is a tough spot. I'm probably going to be looking props. Um, when I was seeing on Monday that Rams offense is – this, that Rams offense is a mess, honestly, from what I observed on Monday. Um, no one outside of Cup and Higby are producing. Like, Stafford locks in on Cup 99% of the time. And it, granted, yeah, it's stat padding, but it's just like the other guy's got to step up. Like, 
You know what I'm saying? It's just like they can't run. Their offensive line sucks. They got injuries all across the board. And um, they, the Allen Robinson's a waste of a signing, in my opinion, this year, so far through a month. They were better off just keeping Woods. Ben, Squ- ben Skoranek? Yeah, Ben Skoranek is better than Robinson <laughs> for through a month. Who's he that was the lead rusher? They always talk about how Sean McVay is this offensive mastermind. And ever since he lost his offensive coordinator, they're pretty stagnant. They don't even get their running. Yeah, no, at all. they don't. They, they don't run at all. I mean, um, stat, like I said, the Rams wasted money signing Robinson. They should have just kept Woods. Um, they're What's missing the line OBJ. on this game for the total. What over under? Yeah. Um, this one is forty three. Yeah, I like the under here a lot. Yeah, no. Quarterback stagnant offense, two good defenses. Um. Playoff hopes for both teams. Um, yeah, I like the under. Like Huff said, I think the Rams win. I'm not throw. I'm not. I'm not rushing to throw that on any of my plays. But uh, yeah, it'll be an interesting game to watch. Yeah, no, the, oh, I like feel like the Rams. Though we need, we need, we need Odell back in that locker. Yeah, no, the Rams defense should carry the load here. I think against Cooper Rush, but the Rams have a lot of problems on offense, in my opinion. Yeah, you want to talk a get right game? This is a get right game for the Rams. Correct. I agree. The defense. Especially. You don't believe in the Cowboys' defense. I get, I feel like the Cowboys' defense can keep it close, but it's the competition. Event, it's who they're yeah. playing. It'll be a close game going into the fourth. I'll say like twenty-one, you know, fourteen, and then the Rams break it open in the fourth. I think. Yeah, Rams score. Rams score a touchdown to make it a two-point lead, or a two-possession lead. I do think the Rams win, but I'm thinking the under is my favorite play. Let's get into this Sunday night game. This one's a good one. I like this one. Yes, sir. I'm very excited for this Sunday night game. We got the Cincinnati Bengals at the Baltimore Ravens. The Ravens are favored in this one at minus three. Their money line at minus 178. The Bengals money line sitting at plus 150. And the over-under sitting at 48.5. Some trends I got for this one are that the under is 11-2 in Cincinnati's last 13 games. The Bengals are 11-2 against the spread in their last 13 conference games and 10-2 against the spread in their last 12 games overall. And the Ravens have lost five straight at home. Just based on that, I am all over the Bengals here. I love them. Plus three. Very, very interested possibly in the money line there at plus 150. Huff, you want to start us off? What do you think? Yeah, I'm actually right there with you. I'm leaning Bengals. I like them to win this game outright, divisional game. I always say give, don't take, and I'll take them. I like the plus three a little more than the money line, but seeing that plus 150 juicy money line in a divisional matchup, um, I think everything's all go for the Bengals. I think they've looked good over the past couple weeks as they've gotten back on track. I think this offense is firing on all cylinders, and Joe Burrow has this team uh, with sights set where they need to be going. Uh, you look at the competition, obviously the, you know, everyone's MVP favorite, Lamar Jackson. Um, two and two for the Ravens. This is going to be a tough game if they lose it. But both teams coming into this game two and two, if I'm correct, Bengals, same thing. Yeah, yeah, I think so. They're, yeah, two yeah. and two. Yeah, I think that, yeah, they started 0 and two and then they won the two straight. So both teams coming into this game two and two, winner's going to take the lead in the division. Uh, I'll take Joe Burrow to come out on top. I don't like it. Uh, it's Sunday night. I might be looking more like, I don't know. That under is so tempting, but I don't know. I'm looking at the under you said, more You said the line's the, the two side. and a half? Three. It's three. Yeah, big trust. Give me that minus three. 
they should have won the last two games they played and they should be 4-0. The Bengals didn't even look that surprising last week against the Dolphins. Like, without Tua, too. They were at home and they didn't even surprise me much. They had, what, T. Higgins go off? I mean, Jamar Chase was neutralized. Joe Mixon, he runs into the back of people and ends up with 60 yards and a touchdown. But the Bengals... Playing at the Ravens at the bank, I like the Ravens minus three, and I'm gonna take that on my card for sure. And I like Lamar Jackson running in the prime time. You're gonna see that all over your TV as they cut the commercial. Maybe even look at his touchdown. <laughs> Give me the the Ravens, best team in that division. Um, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna take the Bengals here. Honestly, um, the Bengals are you know getting right back on track after we had ridden them off after two weeks. Joe 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 Burrow looked good last week against the Dolphins. Last year, he owned the Ravens both meetings. Jamar made Marlon his, you know, bitch uh, both games. You can't compare last year's Ravens team to now at all, though. I mean, it, it kind of, it's mostly the same, at least the first half of the they last year. They were all year. injured. No, no, no. They played the Bengals the first half. Of the Their first game of last season was in the first half of the year. So I'm saying, obviously, Still yeah. No, run no, game. The Ravens had the injuries at the end of last year. But I'm, I like the Bengals here, though. I like the Ravens a lot. I'm taking that minus three on my card. But to, I know Mac, he's not here for this, but I know what he would say. I am not betting the the Ravens again this year. He's, we've all been high on them, and they've burnt them a few times. Yeah, and I hate to go against a trend here. I'm not necessarily leaning this, but I said I like the under. This could definitely be one of those primetime games that go over. I agree. Lamar and Joey. Yeah, we saw it last week. Yeah. You can't always ride with the with the trend. I mean, that that – Bucks Chiefs game, like, come on. This is a whole different animal. It's like last week. It's not two shitty teams like the Niners and the Broncos. Not that they're bad. They're both playoff contenders, but two weak offenses going against each other. This is two high-flying teams, you know. The Raven, the Ravens' defense does look weak, so I would look at Joey B over on passing yards this week, I'd say. I, li- I like Mark I wouldn't hate that. and Lamar to have big days. And did you see last week, uh, at least the first half, um, J.K. Dobbins playing. You know what might be a decent bet, too, is maybe Ravens' first half spread because they show that they're the most prolific team in the league in the first half, and then they settle down in the second half, you know? Yeah, no, I could see that. This is a game that would be like a toss-up I wouldn't touch, but my mind says Bengals. But Oh, yeah, so. you're touching this one. Everybody loves the Sunday night picks. That's what Sunday, they su- the Bucks su- Twitter for. Sunday night around like 7.30, I could probably switch over to the Ravens' money line, but right now my mind says Bengals' money line. Yeah, I know I'll be taking Ravens minus three, but wait for Sunday for all of our official picks. You know we'll dedicate time to uh, to the primetime games for sure. You're right, Ace. We always do. Picks incoming as always. So let's move forward to our Monday night primetime game. We got the Las Vegas Raiders at the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs are the favorite at minus seven and a half points. Their money line sitting at minus 330 and the over under sitting at 51 and a half. Some trends I got are the Chiefs are 37 and 5 straight up in their last 42 divisional games. The Chiefs are 13 and 2 straight up in their last 15 versus Las Vegas. The Raiders are 7 and 3 against the spread in their last 10 games played on a Monday. And the Chiefs are 4 and 10 straight up in their last 14 games played in week 5. So Chiefs not very strong in week 5, but very strong against the against Vegas and in their divisional games. So what do we think here? Ace, you want to get us going? Yeah, um, 
Patrick Mahomes, as we've been alluding to throughout the year, definitely uh, our front runner for MVP. I know some people like Josh Allen. I'm big on Lamar and Mahomes. So I'm going to take both of my boys with the spread this week in the divisional games. Both tough games, tough opponents, but got to get it done. I got to get back to my roots of hammering uh, Patrick Mahomes. I usually always do. I know Jesse and I cashed out big last week on Sunday Night Football, so we'll be looking to do that again Monday night with the Chiefs in the prime time. we got to figure Travis Kelsey is going to find the back of the end zone or at least get his catches. He always does. But, yeah, I'm taking Mahomes. I don't think Derek Carr and them can keep up. But I'll also be looking at the over uh, with so many top players on both sides of the ball being from the offense. We've seen that the Chiefs can't stop anybody, but they can put up as many points as they want. So, yeah, I'm going Chiefs in the over in this one. Name Kelsey, touchdown. You like Chiefs with the points? Yeah, what's what's the exact point total again? Seven and a half. How many? Seven and a half. I got seven and yeah. an over under 51. Yeah, I'm going to take that money line and the over. I'm going to look at the team total over and then the Kelsey props as well. That's that's going to be my look this week. I love the Raiders. I think there's a very good chance they could win this game. I think not nothing against this Chiefs team, but divisional matchup. I always give the points. I love the Raiders plus seven and a half. I like them to possibly win this game. You might see a half unit on them to win this game. I hate betting against Mahomes, but a divisional game. I love the Raiders here. They established Jacobs. Devont, you're going to see a lot of coverage with Devontae. We're going to have to see what he can do against that. But, you know, it's going to be interesting. I think the Raiders I like I like the plus Mahomes. seven and a half, Huff. I like the plus seven and I, a half. You know, I love a teaser, too. If you can take a teaser on, like, the points over in the Raiders plus. That's a great play, maybe. That nice little Monday night teaser. Um, yeah, seven and a half divisional maps are a lot. But I do, I do like the Chiefs to win. I feel like it'll be kind of similar to that. Chargers game will be tight throughout, but Mahomes comes out victorious. I like the, yeah, no, I like the Chiefs here. But, you know, the Raiders give, give them trouble every year recently. But I'd look for Mahomes' yards. Um, Kelsey's, you know, six and a half, five and a half, seven and a half catches. It's, it's pretty much automatic every time. It's kind of annoying that defenses can't pick up when he casually walks in on a motion and then walks back out because 99% of the time he's getting that ball. So I'd say hammer the Kelsey catches again this year, this week. Um, taking any time from Kelsey over on the Mahomes yards. Um, I'd say Devonta gets back in the end zone again this week. And, um... I'd probably look at the team total for the Chiefs because I think that will easily hit against a suspect Raiders defense. Suspect Raiders secondary, that is. I think that's why it'll help out your Chiefs bet with through the air yards for Mahomes. I know last week I almost went 3-0 and on Sunday Night Football. I went 2-1, and one, came up 10 yards short of Mahomes' prop. But uh, look for him to get back to a 300-yard game. I know they're not going to be able to run as much with Chandler Jones and Max Crosby up front, uh, shutting down that tiny running back in Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and then Isaiah Pacheco and whatever else they got going on there. Um, look for Mahomes to air it out early and often against them. Give me the over in the Chiefs that week. Yeah, I've said my picks enough, but yeah. Like, uh, the Raiders' defense, the only chance that they got of containing Mahomes is probably a, a monster game from Chandler Jones and Max Co- Max Crosby disrupting the pass plays, getting pressure. You know, it's the same game plan you see against all these, you know, A-list quarterbacks to slim and slow them down. It's going to be coverage, good coverage, pass rush, and just limiting the big plays. The Chiefs offense hasn't really had them any big plays this year with the absence of Tyreek Hill, but they've been able to move the ball down the field 
and our scoring points and winning games. I just realized I only picked four favorite spreads. Really? Wow. A lot of underdogs this week. Well, yeah, I'd Broncos, say a lot of underdogs too. It's Saints. been like that the whole season though. It's a very – Huff, you and I were talking about this on Twitter I think the other day. Um, very comparatively, any, anybody can be anybody. There's no easy games on someone's schedule. Like normally you look at your mm-hmm. season you're like, all right, we got like four gimmies, right? There's no gimmies really in the NFL this year. Yeah, my four favorites are the Broncos. With I like a minus three, not three and a half. I like the Saints, minus five and a half. I like I'm these aren't this isn't my picks. I'm just saying the four favorites that I went with. Um, and then the Niners, I liked with the points. There's minus six and a half, and the Rams. So I literally everyone else I said I like the underdog with the spread. That's interesting. I'm trying to think of who I like with the points this week. Um, I like the Dolphins with the points. Definitely, that's that's my favorite one. That's yeah. We that comes I was to gonna mind. say we swayed on that one. I like the Jets. I just think that yeah, it's a weird number. But, but if I had, if I was confident in one, um, yeah. Lot, Who's your of, favorite underdog points. money line of the week? Hmm. I know who comes to my mind first, but I'm not gonna say it's the Lions. But that's not my for favorite. me. It's um. For me, it's the Cardinals, because last week I had the Jags, and they almost got it done. Yeah, no, I'm going to say the same, the Cardinals, probably. And the Bengals. Let me do my... oh, I was going to say Cardinals or Bengals. Mine's Browns. Bengals is a good one, too. I like the Browns, Browns too. That's another one. I mean, I was all over all these underdogs. Honestly, <laughs> would the Texans be too crazy of a pick? No, Honestly. me and no, Mackie was like all that. over that. Me, you, and Mackie. Yeah, like Mackie and Ace like that. If not the money line, the plus seven though. That's yeah, that's a lot. Yeah, I think my teaser of, of the week. We were saying it before. Who wins? Um, I liked the Vikings in a teaser. There was one more I really liked. Maybe the Packers. Vikings Packers teaser. I like that one a lot. What I've learned with teasers is a lot of the times they don't look as pretty, but you just take the underdogs and put them together, the ones that have juicy already spreads that like you're like, why is this team like a five and a half point underdog? You take them up to Steelers. 12, 13. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, you, dude, you could get the Steelers this week at 23. Like, 21, does yeah. <laughs> I had the Pickett, Patriots at 17 and a half last week and they easily covered. That's what I mean. You're not even sweating that. No. I, I did a look ahead but, before. But Ace, got... that's my point. You take the underdog, even though it doesn't look as pretty. I know you're a Patriots fan, but like for me, I was I liked the Patriots raising them up a little bit. I was like, there's no way. I was like, I just didn't think Rodgers was going to murder Belichick in that spot. And you take yeah. the underdog, you get you get way more points, obviously, because you got to swing the favorite to be an underdog versus they're already an underdog. You're just giving them 10 more points. Yeah, I agree. I like the teaser So, like, a lot, for example, this, this week. That's what my plays – those are my plays that have been hitting is my teaser plays hit a lot. For for example, like this week, if I'm going to tease that Falcons-Bucks game, I'm not going to take the Bucks from minus 9 to money line. I'm going to take the Falcons to like plus 18, plus 20. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, I agree yeah, 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 yeah. It's so hard to win by 20. And this, this is not the same dominant Bucks team from the last few years. you know. That's like not a game I'd touch with that, though, because if there's a team yeah. that could plumb out, it's pretty. But there's other ones that I like. Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Lot. That's just a big spread. Steelers, Bucks, you know yeah. what I mean? All these big spreads, it's way better. It's way more value, in my opinion at least, uh, to do the underdog and get them at like – dude, if you can get some of these Ooh. underdogs at 14 and a half, it's so hard to win by 14 in the NFL. So I was looking at the – Real quick, just got David Krejci to David Posternock, one-timer goal notification. Can't wait for hockey season. <laughs> I forgot he's back in Boston. 
get a little hockey talk yeah. in here. Yeah, I am fucking hype. That's gonna be that's right around the corner. That's next week. Next both week. Our teams, no, it's Friday. Yeah. Huff, both of our teams are like in their last run type of thing. Yeah. With that core. The Penguins have literally dubbed that. this the last dance. Like I've yeah, seen it have. on their social media. The Bruins, like the Bruins have too. Them. They brought in they brought in Krejci and Bergeron on one. Yeah, they game brought deals. everyone back. Yeah. It's gonna be a oh, wild winter deals. classic. Guys... I cannot wait for that game. Yeah, that's sick. I had, I, I'm gonna have to look at tickets for that. I know I have that day off, so I'll be in town. Definitely, that definitely would be something sick to look at. You guys are going to the game this weekend, right? You got tough matchup for the for your boys, but uh, definitely Bills Mafia is something fun. Y'all looking forward to hearing the stories yeah. next week on the pod about that's, that. I was gonna say that's that's the reason we picked this game. And that's I and, see what Bills Mafia and that is song that you're gonna be hearing that song a lot on Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go. It's gonna be a good Let's weekend. Go I'm just ho- I'm just hoping. Like I said, I'm probably gonna bet the over. Uh, I want to see Pickett put up a fight, but I think Josh Allen's definitely gonna get his. Dude, what, we what? went to Buffalo last year and won. I mean, B- Buffalo could score ha- almost three fourths of what the over is. You would just need Pittsburgh to score maybe ten points to get to get cash that over. Honestly. Yeah, I like. Make a pick that. six. That's, that's a good play. Minka. All right. All right. I think that's going to wrap up everything we got this week. Week five of the NFL in motion starting tomorrow here Thursday. Abik, now friend of the show. Thanks for coming on. We're very happy to have you anytime. Yeah. Thank you guys for having me. I had a fun time talking football with you guys. Absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. Definitely going to have to have you back on very soon. Definitely. Like I said before, uh, keep interacting with our posts, and who knows, maybe you could be next as a guest on our pod. For sure. Do we? Should we? Jesse, remember last year when we had guests on? We gave him a card. We'll give you a card this week if you send us your pick. All right. Yeah, absolutely. I, I haven't looked yet, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'll send Alex what I like. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, and that's gonna do it for us here. Week five of the NFL season. We have, uh, like we said, wild card weekend this weekend with the MLB. A lot of stuff going on in the sports world. Uh, We're going to sign off here. We'll see you guys next week to recap week five and get into some week six uh, and some NHL next week as we look ahead. But stay tuned to the social medias, the Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, the usual. Uh, Show us some love everywhere. Make sure you're subscribed wherever you're listening. Give us a like, follow. Uh, Make sure you're leaving a review. Rate five stars. Do whatever you got to do to help us grow. Uh, We appreciate all the love. Um, it's going to do it for me. Ace, I'll hand things back off to you. Yeah, first off, I'd like to say uh, thanks for you boys for letting my buddy Abik come on. Abik, thanks for clearing your schedule. I know you got a busy one. Um, thanks for clearing your schedule. Get some time to hop on the pod and talk some football. You definitely know your stuff and bring some good insights. So we'll be having you back. Um, yeah, nothing else like Huff said. Uh, check out our socials. You know, we're always posting stuff, trying to see what people think, what people think of our plays, what they want. We're always listening to insights. So, um, Yeah, we'll have some stats out and some picks out this week. Ready to go, ready to roll. Week five, let's go, boys. You boys said it best. Nothing else from me. Thanks to our listeners each and every week. That's all I got. Thanks for coming. And that's going to do it for us this week on Hit the Books Podcast. Thank you for all the support week in and week out. Please be sure to share and check out our various social media platforms and check out our website. All the info is located in our link tree in the description below. And always remember to hit the books.